What's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It's your boy, ex-NFLer turned yogi, Eben Britton. It's excellent to be with you guys on this magnificent day we have before us. Today's episode is a fantastic one. It's powerful. It's with my brother, Robert Althouse. Robert has just written a book titled Never Enough-itis, which... Put it simply, I can describe as a modern-day hero's journey. He was a very successful businessman uh, on an international level, was finding himself or found himself completely discontent and still trying to fill that hole in his heart and went on the path to seeking out how to find fulfillment, joy, and purpose in his life. Super powerful. Um, I, I really can't say enough about it. We're definitely soul brothers. He is the founder of an organization called The Whisper, which is a mindfulness-centric organization that does programs, um, events. Has He has an entire workshop system based on his beliefs and and the things that he has used to reinvent himself in life after entrepreneurship. So it's a powerful one. I think you guys will really enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Um, And that's about it for that. This episode is brought to you by my brothers and sisters at Bioptimizers. Guys, I'm telling you what, if you have trouble sleeping, there is no better supplement than Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Magnesium is a super powerful mineral. It is used or helps to facilitate over 200 processes in the human body. It's very important, one of the most important molecules, substances, minerals we can take. Um, I am not a huge fan of taking supplements, vitamins, etc., but this is a, is a profound one and specifically profound in how it affects your sleep. I have throughout my life, I don't know, probably since I was a little kid, I've had difficulty sleeping through the night, um, wake up, go to the bathroom, just wake up because God is calling, whatever it might be, thoughts, memories, things, anxieties of the days to come, etc. You know what it is. And getting sleep is the most important part of your health and well-being. It really is the foundation of living a healthy life. And so this product, it's a combination of seven uh, variants of the magnesium particle. So it's a holistic blend. It's fantastic. I have never felt so rested and recovered, sharp when I wake up in the morning, ready to rock and roll. It is all thanks to Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. So you can check this out. I've got a deal going right now. There's a link in the show notes, but you can head over to magnesiumbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Follow the prompts to get 10% off 
your next order. Or you can just head over to magbreakthrough.com, use code EBBINFLOW10 on checkout to get your next order of Magnesium Breakthrough. Once again, that's www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Follow the prompts. It'll take you right there. I highly recommend it. It's one of the best supplements I've ever used in my life, honestly. So lots of love to you guys. Enjoy this episode with Robert Althouse, and I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination, your admission, access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light, the place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go, this is the ebb and flow. Robert Althaus, it's excellent to have you on the ebb and flow podcast, brother. Thanks for joining. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. I yeah, look forward to the conversation. Absolutely, man. Um, so you've got a you've got a book coming out. It's called Never Enough Itis. Which, first of all, that title. Yeah. speaks volumes to me because I'm always talking about how we've got to get out of this, the rat race of right. always striving for more and never getting enough because right. it's never enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but reading about your story, it completely resonates with me, man. And my experience playing professional football and coming out of that life, the lessons I've learned and the truths that were revealed to me through that process. So I'm really stoked, man. I'm stoked to have you on here and I'm stoked to dive into your story. I guess that's, that's probably to me, the best place to start. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. And and the book came out January 19th, actually. So it just came out about two months ago. Um, Excellent. And, um, you know, the, the title, I got to give some credit to my publisher because uh, the title was actually overcoming me because I started writing this when I was in therapy after my divorce in 17, my heart burst open. I had heartbreak and, um, you know, I was all kinds of turbulent circumstances in my life. I had uh, a business that got wiped out by a hurricane and, um, Mm. you know, I started writing about all these things to really just reconcile my life with, uh, with myself. I couldn't look at the guy I saw in the mirror, what I had become, even though the, the world was deeming me to be successful, right? My LinkedIn profile was fantastic. I looked like a, like a rock star in the business <laughs> sense of the world. But um, really, you know, when I looked in the mirror, I saw an empty man and uh, I saw a narcissistic asshole that um, I, I really couldn't stomach uh, some of the things I, I had done. I'd lost my integrity in so many different ways, not just my marriage, but even the way I conducted business, the way I showed up in life. And um, and that's really where, where this book came from. And it became Never Enough Eyes because I used that term quite a bit. I, I don't even know where I found it, but I use it throughout because to me, it describes this carousel that we're on in this life that just egged on by, you know, societal programming, cultural beliefs. And, you know, we're always just seeking more, right? But we're trying to fill ourselves up this void in ourselves with stuff on the outside. And this can be anything, right? It could be cars, could be money, could be fame, validation, recognition, could be love, right? Yeah. Uh, and as long as we're trying to fill that void on the inside, which is really the 
epiphany I had at some point is like, I can never fill this, right? No matter what I have in my life, no matter how much money, you know, I had millions in the bank and I felt poor. And I, I know to so many people that sounds like, well, that's crazy. You're, you're insane. But I know a lot of people that are very wealthy on paper, but are very poor in terms of, you know, where their soul is, right? And, uh, and so I, I found out these things, yeah, really the hard way because I fell from grace. Um, but, you know, some of the biggest gifts in life come wrapped in sandpaper. And so I'm, I'm grateful for everything that came on my path. And uh, I needed to learn the things I needed to learn. Oh, my. I love that, dude. Sometimes the greatest things in life come wrapped in sandpaper. Isn't that how life works? I mean, it's so uh, true. It's so yeah. true. And we learn by crisis, right? I mean, we, 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 we are this evolved species, supposedly. But we mm. learn when the wheels come off the way. Yeah. yeah. We don't learn when shit goes well. Right, right. We, don't, we don't learn when we're shining and blowing it and just smoking it. <laughs> we, learn, we learn when the wheels come off the bus. And, and then we're like, well, now what? Right? Absolutely. And, um, and you know, we, we, we have this false perception in life, in, in, in society even, that failure is something to be avoided at all costs. And I'm always, I always tell people, turn it around. Because in every failure is exactly the lesson you need to learn to progress, to grow, expand, and, you know, become the person that you're meant to be here. And I don't want to get too spiritual about it, but, you know, that is get really what we're here for. Get spiritual, brother. Get that's, spiritual. That's what we're, that's, and li life is spiritual. Business, sports, everything is spiritual because we're spirits, yeah. right? We're yeah, just absolutely. here, you know, on a journey. And, um, you know, so I, I had to also change my relationship with failure, mm. um, you know, because most of us live from fear. Fear of not being enough, fear of not measuring up, fear of having to be something to become someone. And, uh, you know, I, I suffered from all those diseases oh, in, yeah. in, in the biggest way. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you're from, you were born and raised in Holland? Yeah, born and raised just in a little sleeper town outside Amsterdam. And then uh, when I was uh, 17 or 18, I moved to the city and I spent a few years, uh, mindless years in in uh in university I, I i didn't like it at all i didn't see a purpose for it and uh you know amsterdam is uh is a good place to be when you're 19 and 20 but you know, um you know so i grew up in a very liberal country that had a lot of freedom i grew up in privilege i i don't have a you know uh, rags the ridges story except that my uh, when i was 21 i you know, I, I, I wanted to get out of Holland. It was really small. It was congested. I wanted to get out of university. So I bought a one-way ticket to Australia. And I was on a working holiday visa there. And I wanted to sell yachts. That's really what I wanted to do. I had this talk with my dad. And I said, you know, I'm going to take a gap year. And he says, a gap what? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, let's just talk about where you keep sending me my uh, my college money. He said, oh, you know, my payroll anymore. <laughs> You're on your own, dude. And um, and so he cut me off, which was, again, you know, this gift wrapped in sandpaper because, you know, I was I had a lot of pride. And I jumped on this plane. I went to Australia. And uh, the next uh, few years, I, I journeyed around the world. I sailed yachts in Australia. I had all kinds of odd jobs. I became a tennis pro. For about three or four years, and um, <laughs> a journeyman tennis pro, kind of a, a day late and a dollar short, but I had a go at it. I lived in Jakarta for a year, uh, you know, working with the Indonesian Davis Cup team, and um, you know, th then I ended up in Atlanta, and uh, and and that's really where my career started. I got in, uh, involved in real estate and uh, started a job at seven bucks an hour. I still remember. And uh, put myself through night school. And that's kind of what set me on this journey of, um, you know, career success, what they call it, right? 
mm. which was a beautiful journey. I, I was, you know, amazing experiences. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, everything you're saying is so, it resonates with me on a very deep level because I had this dream when I was a little kid that I was going to play professional football. Right. My mom would never let me play. Finally, by the time I was a freshman in high school, I, ca I had my dad help me convince her to let me play because she was always worried I'd get hurt. And from the moment I stepped on the football field, right. it was like this rocket ship straight line trajectory to the top of the mountain. Everything I did, how I carried myself, how I trained, how I ate, how I looked at the world, how I approached my life was all in alignment to achieve this dream of making it to the NFL because I right. saw uh, achieving this success as my way out of yeah. my the darkness of my childhood. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I built myself into this warrior and I made it there. I In 2009, I was drafted 39th overall in the second round by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now I, I had achieved the dream. I had all the money I could possibly have imagined. I had all the access. I had the car. I had the house. And there I was, and the hole wasn't filled. Right. Yeah. You know, the hole yeah. in my soul was still there. And yeah. I was thinking, and I just became more and more miserable. Yeah. Because I wasn't listening to my heart. And I was, I was still in this, egocentric uh drive mission to show yeah. the world how big and scary i was yeah yeah and i totally destroyed myself you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> with yeah. all uh, by any means necessary absolutely you know? absolutely yeah i, I mean I, I totally resonate with that story clearly and, and listen you and i aren't the only ones right yeah because, exactly because there's a couple things you know we um you know when we're born into this world our parents do the best they can, but, you know, they still indoctrinate us, right, with their upbringing yeah. and their cultural beliefs. And then we have, you know, possibly religious dogma and societal programming. And then we go into the world and we're fed this story, like what we need to be to be someone, right? Yeah. And that's the biggest bullshit to start with, because the moment <laughs> you come out of the womb, you take your first breath, you are. Right? Yes. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You can go sit on the beach the rest of your life and you're just as glorious of a soul as anybody else that, you know, that makes a hundred billion dollars. I mean, who cares, right? It, yeah. it, but we're, we're fed this false story and there's so many people that set off living that story and then find exactly like you and I found like, you know, shit, what am I doing? Why am I not happy? You know, why am I not full? And, um, and, you know, I, I see this in so many different forms. I, I, I recognize it everywhere. I mean, this is the work that I do now. I mean, I, I, I try to make other people see it, uh, you know, that there's a different way, right? The other thing is, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with going out in the world and, and, mm. and creating something beautiful, right? Yeah. And, and whatever that is, you know, you want to be a painter, be a painter. You want to be an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur. There's abundance for everybody. It's not a problem. But, mm. you know, if it's not your passion, right, it's not your soul calling, and, and we all have, I, I'm a big believer, we all have really unique gifts, superpowers, and talents that we are all here to bring into the world, each one of us in our own little unique way. And our only job is to find that passion, right? And then bring that into the world. And when that happens, you find a form of alignment, you find a form of synchronicities in life and support from the universe that is just incomprehensible with anything you have to do with willpower. Because yeah. uh, now you're being pulled by love. 
instead of pushing your way through life. Mm. And, you know, to me, my career, as successful as it was, I was pushing, man. I was was so good at out-hustling everybody else. You know, I was so good at making an extra couple of hours every night and, you know, working nighttime and rising early because I was driven, you know, my, I wanted to be validated, right? I had a big father wound and, you know, he never complimented me and, and you know, I wanted to impress him and I wanted to be him to be proud of me. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I went into the world and I wanted to be better than everybody else. Everybody was my competition. Yeah. Like every, every single walking, every guy with balls was my competition, period, <laughs> you know, and and, you know, now I laugh at it, but, you know, at the time, I, I, this was dead serious. This was oh, like yeah, life and yeah. death for me, man. This totally. was like, and, and, um, and so, you know, we go into the world and the problem with the masculine, and, and you know, too far off straight, but, you know, the masculine, when it's hurt, it hurts mm. externally, right? Mm. Women, women are inflict pain internally. That's why we see eating mm. disorders and uh, thyroid disorders and adrenal fatigue when women uh, do this kind of behavior. But men, interesting. We, our anger, our resentment, our irritation, our violence comes out right in yeah. external hurt, and we do it in two ways. We first we love we hurt the ones that love us the most. Yeah. This is why there's so much domestic abuse. This is why women, you know, face the brunt of this. And then second of all, we start to self destruct. Mm. Right. Because yes. there's so much pain inside and we have no way to vent it. We have no way to ventilate it. So it comes out sideways mm. and yeah. we do it by self-destruction. We start numbing ourselves with alcohol, with drugs, with sex, with porn. We have affairs, you know, we start fucking up our life. Yeah. And it's this pain inside. I see this everywhere, you know, and I was, that was, that was me. Yeah. That, that was me to a T. Totally. And you know, it, it's, it's, and when we can arrest this and we can start changing our perspective on this, I mean, there's a liberation that opens up, you know, and, and you mm. probably have experienced that, that, oh. you know, you just don't really care that much anymore. Other people think you're like, no, I need to be able to look me in the mirror, right? Yeah. I need to be able to tell myself I did the best I could and I'm imperfect and I still screw up and I still make mistakes, but you know what? I, at least I own them and yeah. tomorrow I'll do a little better. Mm. Um, so, you know, life just changes when you start, you know, kind of going down this path and, and it opens up, right? It expands. Oh, so much, man. So much. It's so powerful what you're saying. I'm curious. Well, I, I don't know if this is because I have seen that absolutely in my own life. You know, you hurt the ones you love the most. Yes. And I'm absolutely. curious, how does that, because it's not like you're going out you're you're not taking the the inner rage and the resentment and the anger out on the people outside of that realm. Mm. I think that's so interesting. Mm. I would disagree. Okay. I would disagree. Look at the world today. Yeah, look at, yeah, look, yeah. Look at the yeah. war, the violence, the hate, the inequalities, the injustices, yes. and and you know, I, true. and again, I don't want to go too far off topic, but you know, the last few millennia, millennia right? We we are in a in a man dominated masculine energy, right? We're all in uh-huh. our head. We rationalize yeah. everything. We yeah. we pulverize half of the earth, but we rationalize it because you know we're making more profits this way, and you know right, we got right. we got a bang up quarter. We have wars that, you know, if you think about the nature of war and the violence that we can inflict on each other, you're like, this is crazy. This yeah. is absolutely crazy. Why are we doing this? Right. Yeah. And and so men do have like we as men, you know, we are supposed to be dangerous. Yeah. But not be a danger. 
Right. Yeah, I love that. It's in our archetype, right? Mm. But yeah. when when we are not conscious about our own dangerousness, mm. we become a danger to society. Yes. And we, you know, and, and we've kind of we're in this industrial revolution, so now it's desktop danger. Uh huh. But fraud and corruption and, and you right. know, things that we do all over the world in, in, in pursuit of, of, of profits and, and the, you know, the harm that we inflict on humanity, yeah. it's just as violent as, a, as, as, you know, a sword and a shield was Absolutely. 500 years ago. Absolutely. You know, so it's still yeah. a form of violence, right? It's not a form of love and compassion that we're bringing in this world. And we, yeah. we, we will not really truly turn that corner. Until we shift out of the self and we start seeing that everybody is me. Mm, yeah. Everybody is just me on their own path. We're all an individual expression of, 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 of uh, universal intelligence, what I call it. But, you know, you can go God, that. source, whatever. Yeah. But once you start seeing, like, you know, we're all on the same journey. We all want to be happy. We're all yeah. just pursuing happiness. That's all we're doing. We're just, most of us are a little asleep, but... You know, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 help wake up some folks, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but you know, we're all chasing the same stuff. I can guarantee you, you go in the middle of Africa or some culture you've never been. I mean, they they, they want the same things. Absolutely. They, you know, and and so as long as we have this notion, you see it here in politics. And it's so divisive. I mean, just in the last thirty years that I've been here in the states, you know, this place has changed and. It's, it's, it's hardened, you know, and we have mm. such lack of empathy. And, you know, I, 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 you, that's the stuff that worries me. I have three kids and this is why I got mm. into this and this is why I finished the book because I'm like, you know, I don't want my kids to live. I, I don't want my kids to inherit this world. Mm. And I'll give you an example. I was uh, today, I was, you know, on Facebook, which is kind of armpit of the world, but there was someone <laughs> I know that posted something and I, and it started like really nice it was like you know i was in line at mcdonald's and you know there was this this lady <laughs> horning you know honking behind me and mad and angry and you know so i i went to the first counter and i paid her food i said man this guy gets it and then he and then he went on and he said then i went to the second counter and i took her food and he said you know did you learn your lesson now I was like yeah and, you know, I couldn't stop at replying. I said, how did you make the world a better place? How were yeah. you the bigger person here? How did you show any love or compassion? Because that woman is now even more pissed off. She had a bad day already, clearly, because yeah. who in their right mind is honking and doing all kinds of stuff in the McDonald's? Like, that, that lady is having a bad day, right? God knows yeah. what happened to her. Maybe she just lost someone. Maybe yeah. whatever, right? Have some yeah. compassion. But then you do this. Now she's even more pissed off. What she's going to bring into the world now, mm -hmm. right? You could have switched that moment yeah. and gave her a, a level of empathy and doused that with a bunch of love and her anger would have been subsided. She was like, oh my God, I got to chill the fuck out. I just got my breakfast paid for, right? Yeah. But now you send someone into the world, okay, you taught her a lesson. What lesson did you teach her? You taught her the lesson that the world is fucked up, mm. right? She's just yeah. mad and angry and she's going into the world and nobody creates beauty from that place. Yes. So, you know, it, it's just this lack of empathy. It's like me against you. And that's just not the way forward. Not with 8 billion people in the world, right? Yeah. This is yeah. not the way forward. I mean, we, we got to start thinking about things a little bit differently. Absolutely, man. I keep having these things come to me. Downloads from the universe. Get out of the mind into the heart. Yeah. We can also, another thing that's that continues to come to me is... We can't afford much more unconscious 
actions, thinking, living. Yeah. And, you know, it's in that example, there's so much because we have totally taken for granted this experience of being a human and the energy. And, you know, you can go, oh, yeah, I taught that lady a lesson. But at the same time, like exactly like you're saying, there's these there's energy and frequency and your actions and your beliefs and your thoughts. 100%. It sends it sends ripples through the universe that have effects that you can't even possibly imagine. Yeah. And now you've touched that person with this negative frequency, reinforcing her ideas about the world. And now she's going to go into the people that she knows in her day. And that's exactly. going to ripple out out exactly. of her. And it's like, man. Like and you're even, saying, brother, we gotta become more conscious. And, and even like, you hurt yourself. Yeah. Because you you are now carrying that energy in the world. I cannot imagine you showing up at your desk or your workout or whatever and thinking like, you know, and that was awesome, man. I just I I, I really right. did, I really nailed her, right? I showed her. That's not right. an energy. That is that, nothing good comes from that energy. Right, even yeah. for you, and it's even totally. unhealthy. It's even unhealthy in your body, and you know because oh. we're energetic beings. And and I want to get back to you on this mind and the heart because that's really the essence of it, right? I mean, mm. we we collectively live in our mind. Yes, and our mind is a beautiful instrument, mm. but it needs a skillful player, mm. and it needs to serve the heart. It cannot be the the, the mind as the master is tyranny. And this is what we see in the world today, mm. right? The, so heart, good. the heart is a center of intelligence. It's your direct connection with your higher self, with the quantum field, like Einstein described. And in the quantum field, there's infinite possibilities. If you want in, in, intuition, if you want wisdom beyond your, your limited brain, because your brain, your brain can only deduct from the experiences you, you had in your lifetime. That's very limited. Mm. But there's this quantum field out there that knows everything about everything. Mm. And our connection with that is connecting with our heart. Mm. And love is an energy, right? And energy is information. Yeah. So when we tap into love, we're tapping in love the energy, not love the emotion. Yeah. And when we tap into that energy, now we're tapping into, into this universal wisdom, this intuition. And the more we can clear that channel, right, and make our mind the servant of our heart, you know, we're finding all these synchronicities, all this alignment in our life. And now we're guided and we're instructed. And, you know, we have so much access to, to beautiful things that we are just cut off from when we just live in our mind, our little monkey mind. It just kind of spins yeah. and spins ideas because it's based on such a limited experience of the world. Just that little few years we were on this earth is what it can draw from. That's the only library of information it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, man. You're speaking my language, Robert. Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I, I love this stuff. I mean, it's, Well, it's, how, what was it, um, you know, there's a lot of pathways to this. There's a lot of pathways. Uh, of I mean, I think uh, Musashi said there's infinite paths to the top of the mountain or something 100%. like that. 100%. Um, and there's, I no know, wrong, there's no wrong paths either. Yeah. I know, I know. When you really, when you really get down to it, you realize that, and that's even more of a trip. Yeah. Um, 
what was it? How did you come to this? Like, what was your pathway in? I mean, I know well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the. So I, I I built out this business. I started in real estate. I went to Columbia Business School, and I, I had a, a career at GE when it was still a company people wanted to work for. And uh, <laughs> you know, and then I in the financial crisis, I was on the G Capital side, and I was doing big big infrastructure deals and, and aircraft leasing and all kinds of funky stuff. And, uh, but we were doing cowboy stuff, right? So, uh, so when the regulators came in, it was like, all right, you guys got to stop that stuff. And uh, rightfully so. Um, and so I wound down that unit and then I, there was an orphan asset, we called it. And I bought that out and that's how I got into business for myself. And, um, this was 2009, you know, the world was on its ass. We were in the middle of a crisis and then, you know, serendipity, right? Uh, there's, there's no such thing as accidents or flukes or in, in this universe. I mean, but it was total serendipity. We won this massive deal in Bogota, Colombia. And um, I was building airports at the time. So this was a big infrastructure deal. And, you know, we from there, Jesus. I had pension funds and private equity clients. Uh, and, you know, we did deals all over Latin America and we built up that business. And in 2015, uh, you know, we sold all that business. My private equity partners wanted to get out. And, um, you know, I found myself uh, by this time I had three kids. I lived in Miami and I remember flying back. It was January 2015. And I had reached the quintessential you know, um, mountaintop, right? I mean, I, I just made an ass load of money. I had been making tons of money. I had this beautiful house, an oceanfront community. I had, you know, let's call it a trophy wife. She's much more than that. She's my ex-wife now, but she's a wonderful person. But, you know, a trophy wife, the beautiful kids. Yeah. I had the cars, the toys, the exotic vacations. And, and now I had a lot of time on my hands because I've been working like a beast. And I flew back and I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be happy because this is all I wanted. This is what I worked for for 20 years and I made it. I won the game. Like I, I went into this matrix and I won the fucking game. Mm. Why do I feel so empty? Why am I so unhappy? Why am I so restless? Why do I feel it's so pointless? And that kind of started this venture down like, you know, I didn't know how to solve it. And I was depressed. I was like, you know, I, I, I felt terrible about it. And I started reading books and, um, you know, my, one of the low points that I had on this journey, I started to go to workshops and retreats and learning other things. And I just couldn't get motivated anymore to do the same thing. I was like, it's so pointless. And, and like, there's got to be something else. I had no idea what it was. And in hindsight, I didn't know I was awakening. I didn't even know what that mm. meant. Mm. And, you know, but I found like great books and great information and more workshops. And then, you know, but, but I, I wasn't really solving this depression. And I was, I was even borderline suicidal. And, but I had everything. Right. And I was even looking around like, why is everybody in my neighborhood happy with this shit? I would go to like these neighborhood parties and everybody would be talking about absolutely fucking nothing. Yes. And, and everybody's like playing happy. And I'm like, man, I there's something wrong with me. Right. Mm. Like, why? Why do I have these thoughts? And then, you know, what happened, which really shifted a lot of things. There was a guy in my neighborhood from a very successful construction uh, family uh, had a beautiful house and wife, kids, whatever. And he one day walked out in the mangroves at 5.30 in the morning and he shot his brains out. Wow. And everybody in the neighborhood, you got to imagine, this really prestigious gated community in Miami, right? And everybody was like, you know, he should be ashamed and he left his wife behind and all that. And, mm. and listen, there's nothing um, beautiful about that, but I understood why he did it. Mm. And that scared the fucking piss out of me. I understood the pain and anguish that he had, that he, the only way he saw out was that. Mm. 
right? Which which is so low, and you're in so much pain when you have to yeah. do that. And I just connected with that pain. I even had dreams where I saw him walking in the mangrove, and I was like, "Wow, man, you got it! You got to get out of this." And the only reason I'm sitting here today, because I looked at my kids and I said, "They don't deserve that, right?" And that's the only thing that kept me going because I was like, "I don't. I refuse to believe that we're here to be dead unhappy. I refuse to believe." That the purpose of life is for us to suffer in that way, which is psychological suffering, which so many people, I mean, suicides on the rise. And I mean, there's so much Absolutely. suffering in this world, right? Yeah. And when I connected with that, I was like, okay, I, I just had this switch in me and it wasn't resolved, but I committed myself to finding the way out and finding the light. And I just, I just went all in on the spiritual binge. I literally just consumed everything I could. I tried every course. I became a certified yoga teacher. I went to retreats. I did everything under like I had done everything else in my life, right? Uh -huh, I'm like, uh -huh. I only have one speed, right? I yeah, only have one yeah. gear. Like, and and so, you know, that came out. And and then, you know, again, these gifts and sandpaper. I mean, I I I eventually, you know, our paths with my wife, we just, it, it just, we were too far apart. She wasn't into the spiritual stuff. Our connection was lost. Our passion was lost. But we were great co-parents and we had a beautiful mm -hmm. uncoupling. But during that divorce, I had a business in the Keys that got wiped out by Hurricane Irma. Oh. And it's the only business deal I've ever done in my life that I personally guaranteed unlimited. And oh, in the course of three months, <laughs> I was of going. Course. I was going through a divorce. I was. I had already committed to a financial settlement, and then now I'm on the edge of bankruptcy. Mm. It was all gone in the course of three months, and that's when literally my life had just so dissipated and so fallen apart that you know it just it it further broke my heart open. Right, because yeah. I had all this anger and I had all this grief and pain that just came out, and it, and, and uh, it kind of was spawned by the divorce. But you know, there was a lot of other pain that came out when I went into therapy. I committed to going into therapy for the first time, which alpha males don't seek help, right? Yeah, and yeah. and I finally said I have to get some. I need to get some help, mm. and um, and that was really kind of the first step in healing. And uh, acknowledging that I have shadows and I got wounds and I got scars. I'm not this oh. indestructible Iron Man that's just going to crush life forever. I need to find another way. Mm. And, um, you know, that, that became basically the, uh, the, the journey I went through the last couple of years. That's when I started writing my book uh, to share that. And eventually I decided to share that story. And, um, you know, I found my way out. You know, I found my way to shore on the other side of the river, right? And, uh, and, and you know, what I decided about... Um, you know, when I when I committed to finishing my book, I decided, you know, I what I'm really passionate about is sharing my story. And what really my goal is, I work with very, uh, with, with, you know, you're always your ideal client, right? So I work with people that were in the same world that I was, right? A big business, uh, high impact entrepreneurs. I work with celebrities, athletes, people who are under pressure of public eye. And, you know, my belief is that, you know, when we change people, you know, when we change leaders, we change leadership. When we change leadership, we change business. And when we change business, we change the world. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, I think, a general awakening process going on in, in, in among humanity. The way we're moving forward as, 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 as humankind, we got to change that. And, you know, this is my little piece of the puzzle where I think I have a little bit of medicine I can share. And uh, like, like any 
you know, I, I, I don't like it when people say, well, you're a guru now, you're mystic. It's, no, everybody's their own healer. Everybody's their own guru. <laughs> totally, dude. I help, yes. I help, I give people a little bit of my medicine and I help you find the guru inside. I help you mm. find the healer inside. Because, because everybody is a healer. Everybody is a guru. Everybody is a mystic. You just yep. got, we just got to dust it off. We got to yep. get that, that diamond out. Yep. You got to just, you got to wipe away all the shit that's yeah, blocking yeah. your view. Maya, right? The veil, as they call it in, uh, in uh, Veda Vedanta. But, yep. you know, yep. it's all the same stuff. All these religions point and the, yep. these ancient wisdom traditions, they all point at the same thing. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and even the Bible has beautiful truths. Just you know, absolutely, man. And not to not to kick too many people against the shins, but you know, people <laughs> people fucked up religion, right? Totally, totally. It, we, it became a power we made game. It a business, yeah. Yeah, it, it a became business. a power game, right? And, and absolutely, and, but there's between man and his God, exactly. But there's beautiful wisdoms in the Bible. I, I am totally, a, man. I'm a total subscriber that. You know, uh, there, there was a Jesus Christ, there was a Buddha that walked on this earth, and you know they Absolutely. came here for beautiful teachings. But when we when we make things dogmatic and programmatic, um, you know that's that's when we start um, going on a really slippery slope. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, yes. I'm, I talk a lot about the sovereign soul, and um, that's what I really believe. We're all here, you know, we're all a piece of God. We all have access mm. to that, and we have to find that peace within us, and yeah. then go bring that into the world. Mm. So powerful, brother. Fuck, I love hearing this. Um, your story is so powerful. I think one thing I, I want to, I mean, a lot of it in there I want to highlight, I think is so profound, is when you were starting to feel that deconstruction of yourself. You were going, man, there's something just not right here. Mm -hmm. And you said that, you didn't know it at the time, but that was the beginning of your awakening. Yeah. And I think people have this idea that your spiritual awakening is like this really blissful, no. like champagne flutes and buttercups. <laughs> like yeah, you wish. come into the light and it's like, no, man, yeah. it's really dark and painful yeah. and hard, yeah. you know? And uh, I, the other morning, we have a bunch of home renovations happening at our yeah, house right now. And, um, yesterday morning I woke up and our living room is just filled with all the shit from my daughter's room. Cause they're right. finishing the hardwood yeah. floors and I wake up and I'm looking around and I go, wow, sometimes on the way to better or the more beautiful place, it looks like it's getting worse, Yeah, but it's great to remember that, you know, this is all part of the transition, yeah. you know, yeah. because if you take a snapshot, if I had taken a snapshot of my house yesterday morning and you had no context of what was happening, you go, man, it's fucking yeah. chaotic and crazy, yeah. Yeah. you know, but in, but it's really like our whole home is transforming into a more beautiful version of itself. And it's like, wow, isn't that the same with life? Yeah. You know, and shedding the old skin can be so painful, yeah. you know, and it's all part of that. It's all an right. incredible process, man. Well, um, and, and, and to that point, right, I talk a lot about the caterpillar and the, uh, and the butterfly. Yes, well, yes. I love these connections with nature because there's so much wisdom in nature. Right? You just only have to look at things, the stillness of a tree. You know, there's so many different things we can point totally. to. But, but yet a caterpillar is not a particularly pretty animal, right, right or insect. Right. And it gorges yeah. itself, right? 
And yeah. then it rolls up uh, in its chrysalis, and then, you know, it goes through this metamorphosis uh, period. But, you know, the most profound thing to know about when it comes out as a butterfly, if you take that uh, chrysalis off and you break it open, the butterfly will not know how to fly. And it mm. will die. It has to work its way out of the, the chrysalis itself because wow. the process of that strengthens its wings so it can fly. Mm. And so powerful. When I, when I work with people, I tell them, love this part of yourself because the height to which you can ascend in spiritual realm is directly correlated to how much you can love and descend into your shadows. Oh. You want to go deeper yes. up? You want to go further up? Go deeper down. Yes. And when you're, yes. on, the, and when you're on the brink of that edge where you think you're going to die, go deeper. Mm. Because that's where all the gold, the gold is down. Yeah. The up, the up is beautiful, and you get to see the sunlight, and you get to see and enjoy all that. But you have to continuously in life be willing to go down. I can tell you a personal story, you know, so because I don't think I'm that advanced in any of it, you know, and I'm birthing this, this <laughs> I, I'm birthing this whisper thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can see how passionate I am about it. But I can Absolutely. tell you, I can promise you on the outside, it looks beautiful. The last three months, man, I've been going for help. I've, I've had this resistance inside me, like, who the fuck are you to talk about this stuff? What have mm. you done in your life to, to deserve to teach people or to do any of this stuff? And the only reason that I, I didn't even muscle through it, I just sat in it, right? And I said, well, what is this? Because these are shadows, man. These, this is like, this is thinking, this is things that I need to clear. These are wounds I still got to heal. Because for me to show up powerfully and to be, you know, the way shower that I think I can be for some people, you know, I need to own it first, right? Yeah. And so I had to go through that the last few months. And the only thing that helped me, that really pivoted me, was when my book came out and the responses I got from some people in my book, I was reminded, oh yeah, I got medicine. Now I remember. Mm. Because, you know, it's not that it's so profound what I experienced, but it can it, it's the medicine for someone out there. Yeah. Just like I consumed tons of medicine in my path. People yeah. that wrote books, had workshops, retreats, people that healers and aura readers and astrologers and God knows what else I did, right? They had medicine on my path so I could get to this point. Yes. And then we give back. That's the whole yes. point, right? It's the hero's journey. I mean, we get to experience all these things. We go, we go through the dirt. We get, you know, we, we, we cry our eyes out, you know, we, we, we sit in the pain. And it's visceral sometimes. Yeah. It's absolutely visceral. But on the other side of that, we, we, now we can bring this into the world. Now we can share our medicine, just like you're doing this, this with your podcast and all the work that you're doing, right? You couldn't do that unless you had lived all these experiences. It would be empty. It would mean yeah. nothing. You would, have no, you would have nothing of medicine to share, right? And so, I mean, that, that's just what we're here to do in the world. Absolutely, man. I have a, that's such a great point. And it's something I want to talk to you about with the, with the five whispering truths of Zen. Um, but before I, I ask you about that, I want to share something that happened to me a couple weeks ago where I'm doing a lot. I'm, I, I, I manage this 
podcast myself. I produce this podcast. I'm writing my book right now, right. The Ebb and Flow, Basic Tools to Transform Your Life. I've got a lot of good shit happening. I love, I love that name, by the way. Thanks, cool. brother. Um, and really, that's what my first book is. I already feel more books coming out of me. Yep. Um, but my first book is the tale of my life through the NFL, how I emerged from that completely destroyed and the tools I used to put myself back together and reconfigure myself. And the other day, last week, it was last Tuesday afternoon. I'm sitting there and I'm going, man, I just feel fucking like I'm spinning my tires. I feel like I'm not doing any good in the world. Like nothing's coming to fruition the way I had thought it would. I'm fucking, I feel tired. I feel overwhelmed. I feel run down. I feel like I'm not fucking good enough. And then like I'm not making enough money. And then this voice came out. I went for a walk with my daughter. I took, we, my daughter and I took our dogs for a walk. And I'm just starting to breathe and I'm getting out in the sunshine. And all of a sudden this voice comes into my head from out of left field. And it goes, Eb, is it about money? Then go get a fucking job. And I said, no, no, it's not about money. And it said, Eb, do you have faith in what you're doing? I said, yeah, yeah. I believe I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. It said, then you're just stepping into this role of the poor little artist up against the world. That's old programming from way back when. And you're just doing this to feel the drama of this thing, man, because you know what you're doing. You haven't lost sight of the goal. You haven't lost sight of your purpose. You haven't lost faith in yourself. It's all right here, man. You know, and I think that And that was a completely transformative experience. And then I look up into the sky and the clouds part and the sun beams through. And I'm like, here I am. Yeah. You know, and because I think it's important, man. I think it's important for people to understand that the path is never ending, you know, and you're always like you said, man, you just keep going deeper and deeper and it's fucking infinite. You know, I'm so I'm mind blown. Since I've really stepped into this trip, like I've really, I've gone from the, the mind intellectual understanding of it to the heart centered life understanding. And when you do that and you start to just take every moment as a blessing and every moment as a lesson from God or the universal intelligence, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, spirit, whatever it is. Man, life transforms into something yeah. completely else. And I, I and I just want to highlight how, you know, you've gone through all of this and here you are, you're still there's still demons to 100%. come to terms with. Yeah. And there's still shadows to find love for. Yeah. And comp- and go deeper into compassion for yourself, which gives you to, that ability to project that compassion and love more out into the world, man. Yeah. It's incredible, you know. Um, what I love about that, what you just told, um, you know, whenever we're in victim mode, we're mm, in our head. Yeah. That's ego talking, right? And that moment you had is you cleared the static off that channel and you tap back into your heart. Yeah. Now our heart 
accesses our soul's wisdom. Our soul is always at peace, man. It's always still yeah, at our totally. soul. That's the <laughs> deepest part of the ocean. There's no oh. waves there. There's no chop yeah. there. There's no, there's no white spray coming off the ocean, you know? There's not yeah. even currents on the bottom of it. It's just still, mm. right? And, yeah. and so, you know, the purpose of meditation is not to shut your mind off, but to reconnect with that stillness. And that oh. moment that you just had is like, hey, you tap back into it, right? And it's right back there. And the yeah. wisdom comes through and the intuition and the knowing comes through because we think with our mind, but we know with our heart. Oh, it's so and, it's, good. And, it's, and it's not the language of knowing because our brain talks to us in language. Hmm. Yeah, it's part of our neocortex. Hmm. Our limbic part of our brain has no language. That's why when we feel, it's sometimes so difficult to put it into words because the limbic part of our brain doesn't use words. It just hmm. feels, right? Hmm. When you are, you know, in a love relationship, uh, maybe you're married or girlfriend, or whatever. Yep. Sometimes just, just shut the fuck up. Just breathe together. <laughs> totally. Just look each other in the eyes and just say, you know, let's let's just not use words. Mm. Let's just feel right now. And you will find, in five minutes of intentionally doing that, you might be able to do what what would have taken you two hours of talking. You probably would have still missed it by ninety percent, right? <laughs> so. You know, we, we are, we have so much in, in this heart area. There's so much intelligence. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, what about my gut? I feel things in my gut. There's intelligence. Yeah, that's your body's intelligence. And so your, your, your emotions trigger, uh, or your thoughts trigger emotions. And mm. emotions are expressed in our body. Mm. And that's our emotional guidance system. Now, whenever we have anything that doesn't make us feel good, we know it's unintelligent thinking in the terms that it's not true. Yeah. So what I mean by that is intelligent thinking is in alignment with our soul. Unintelligent thinking is anything that's not in alignment and it gives us a bad feeling. It gives us a pit in our stomach. It, it doesn't feel we're, we're not living in our truth at that moment. And it's unintelligent because it's not in alignment. It's not necessarily unintelligent that you don't know how to add. But, you know, when we say something to ourselves, is like, you know, I'm never lucky and then we don't feel good is because you're speaking something that is not in alignment with your true nature. Mm. And so when we start listening to our gut, we start listening to that intelligence, we start listening to that intelligence that we heart. We have 40,000 neural connections around our heart. There is Crazy. a center of intelligence there. The electric magnetic capacity, you know, a uh, 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 force of your heart is 5,000 times more powerful than your mind. Mm. You want to play the law of attraction? Play it with your heart. Don't play it with your little mind. <laughs> play it with your heart. When yeah. you when it's in your heart, watch out, man. Barricade the doors. You're coming. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And you're oh, not yeah. stopping for anything. And it's and, and you know even though you might be making twelve hour days, it's not going to feel like work. Yeah. You know, Mark Twain said, right? If you do what you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. That's no living doubt. from the heart. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, there's so much power in this. So I love that example that you said. And, you know, it's dramatic, right? I mean, the universe has, yeah, a, yeah. has, a, the universe has a dramatic fashion, man. If you start totally. looking at the signs, you laugh your ass off all day long. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh totally. my God, how many cues can you get? Like, you know, it's yeah. like, and oh, uh, it's everywhere. When, it's everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. Wow. 
So good. So the five whispering truths of Zen. Is right. Zen has Zen sort emerged as your I mean, how well, do you feel about I, Zen? Because I feel like my life, since I was even a little yeah. kid, before I even knew what Zen was, I've always been, I'm a Libra to a T, right. and I've always traveled the middle way. Right. You know, that's when I always right. know I'm in the sweet spot, as being in the middle way. And so Zen in that way has always been yeah. very intuitive for me. Right. Um, but I'm curious, is that, well, is that sort I of tell the you, discipline? And I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... <laughs> just a little bit of coaching if you want to call it that way but you know when sure. you call yourself libra you just labeled yourself you just box yeah. yourself in good right? call so good call. my my <laughs> I, 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 and i do this too by the way <laughs> uh you know we all do this because our mind wants to box everything yes, so I, i'm yes. i'm aries libra rising and capricorn moon or something my mom was an astrologist so i know all this shit backwards uh -huh. And at some point, and, and it's not that I don't believe in astrology, although, you know, if you talk to astronomers, there's some, some degrees variation there that could actually shift star signs, right? You imagine if people thought they were another, another zodiac sign, would they change their behavior? I can mm. guarantee a lot of them do. That's uh, interesting. So I think we, you know, these are all like indications, like tarot cards, all beautiful things, you know, but let's yeah. not get too hung up on these things. Right? Sure. Yeah. Because then we sure. box ourselves in. Absolutely. You're not just Libra. You're a hundred. You're, you're you're much yeah. you're much bigger than a Libra. I can yeah. I can promise you. You're you're, a, you're the infinite universe in yeah. in in, in no the doubt. even in the even Britain reincarnation. You know. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the Zen. You know, I've always liked Zen because it really means in Japanese, uh, it means no mind, which is stillness. Mm. It's that bottom of the ocean. It's that mm. soul place, right? Yeah. So I've always loved that. Now, in colloquial language, we talk about it all the time. I'm totally Zen about that. I'm Zen, man. I, you know, <laughs> right. And Zen is something that we want Zen. Everybody wants Zen, right? Yeah. We all yeah. want to be Zen. Yeah. So People have always said to me, Ed, how are you so Zen? Yeah, They've exactly, exactly. Forever, so yeah. I love that part of it. And then, yeah. you know, there's this, um, hey, man, when you, when you build brands and things like that, I mean, the whisper came to me in a plant ceremony, to tell you the truth, about oh, two years ago. About cool. two years ago. And I had this, uh, and I didn't know whisper, whisper, what the fuck am I going to do with this? But the next day <laughs> I bought the domain whisper.com and I, I had no idea what to do with it, but I was like, I'm listening, right? I love that. I yeah. don't know why this is coming through, but I'm listening. Mm. And then a few plants later, the tagline came through from nothing, everything. I had mm. no idea what the heck does that mean, right? Ugh. Now I've realized that when you are thinking in terms of the quantum field, the field of infinite potentiality, everything comes out of the void. Everything comes out of nothing. Mm -hmm. It comes into being when we create it through our thoughts, emotions, and our magnetic force, right? That's how it comes into this material sense, from nothing, everything. I didn't know that at the time. Now, the Zen, <laughs> the Zen, this is, and this is the honest, God honest truth. The whis you know, when I was looking at the social media and I, I needed a handle, right? And the whisper was taken on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I was like, well, I want to do something with the whisper. And then I tried the Zen whisper. It was available in all three of them. I was like, oh, I'll grab that one, right? And I was like, you know, it's funny because I have this folder on my computer that I've had since the day I started on the spiritual journey. And it's the folder, the folder is called Zen. And it's every single spiritual course, book, retreat, everything I've ever done. Mm. I've always called that Zen. 
And I was like, man, the universe is funny, man. This like keeps coming back. So I have a digital course I'm developing, which is called the Zen Mastery Method. So I use it now because I think we're all searching for stillness, which I equate with happiness. It's where we're in balance, we're in coherence, we're in total like homeostasis physically. Yep. You know, we're, we're Zen, that's where we want to be, right? And when we're in Zen, inherently we're in happiness, in joy, fulfillment, love. Um, you know, all the beautiful things that we want to experience in our life, all the beautiful things we're here to experience. That's what we're here for. And so that's where it came from. It, it, it's not all as spiritual as you, you know, there's a little bit of marketing in there, but um, I needed a, a word that worked and um, I, you know, people seem to like it. So, you know, I'm I dig it, dude. Yeah. Oh, I totally dig it, man. Um, well, I love these, the five whispering truths yeah. of Zen. I love these. Can we go through them? Yeah, sure. Do you want me to read them? Uh, yeah, you can read them. And uh, I just I just want to uh, pitch. You if, can, people, if people go on neverenoughitis.com, uh, yes. it's to pitch that. But, you know, if you subscribe uh, to the letter, you get a 50-page uh, Zen Mastery Primer, which is where you get these five truths from. Oh, I love uh, that. So too. it's available for everybody. Uh, you know, I write a few pages on each of them. I, and honestly, where it came from is I had too much material to put in my course. And I was like, you know, I'll just write a free primer and I'll put, put it out there um, to give people some value. So if people are interested in reading it, um, by all means, sign up for it. You get it for free and you can read it in your own time. But yeah, let's let's go through it. Yeah, man. Well, I'll, I'll have all of that available for people in the show notes and I'll have links to get your book, all that good stuff. Beautiful. Um, but I just think these are such powerful precepts. Uh, truth number one, reality is an illusion. I love right. that. Uh, what does that mean to you? Because a lot of people say, let's talk to, Robert, let's talk to somebody who's totally spun out in the ego living. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, they love their, their fast cars. They love the women. Yeah. They love their alcohol. They love the party. They love the, right. the materialism, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, and, and and inherently, there's nothing wrong with that, right? You can yeah, be, yeah, you can of course. Be, you can be incredibly spiritual and have beautiful cars and gorgeous women and big houses, and, and and so you know, there's no conflict there because this notion that spirituality you need to be poor somewhere and you know have a begging yeah. cup up that's bullshit, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, I mean, money absolutely. is just money is just energy, and we, we can we can experience here whatever the hell we want to create, create it in a good way, hopefully, so you don't harm your fellow people, but. Um, you know, we, we can have all of it, but nature or, you know, our reality is an illusion. When we live in that story, which is really what you're talking about, it's a narrative in our mind. We have this narrative of what success looks like, what happiness looks like, but it's outside of us. And we basically collectively live in this dream, this illusion that this world is real, mm. that, you know, all these things are real. You know, I hate to break it to you, but, you know, even countries aren't real. Right. Someone just made up, drew a line on the map and say, this is America. Mm. It's not real. It's not nature. It's not it's like, you know, means nothing when you die. Like, you yeah. know, it's going to be all gone when you die. And that house means nothing. And that car means nothing. And, and you know, the, the, the fame that you might have here, it means nothing when you die. And so when we start measuring in terms of what's going to matter when you die as well, that's the soul's journey. So, you know, the experiences that I have and all those things you bring with you, right? Your learning, your expansion, your growth, everything else is just, you know, it's just decoration. 
And, yeah. you know, you can have as much of it as you want to enjoy, but when we get lost in that, yes, and when we lose it, we're unhappy. And then when we have that fast car and then, our, our, you know, a new model comes out two years later and our neighbor shows up with that model, well, now we're unhappy because our neighbor has a nicer car than we do. You know, and then, you know, our, our other friend has a more beautiful wife than we do. Right. And our other friend has a bigger house and the other one goes on better vacations. And the other guy in the, in the company is going, his career is going much better. And I have a brother that makes more money than I do. And so we're always like, you know, we're always like unhappy and we're always like seeking more because you know, it's just not enough. Never enough fighters, right? It's this disease because we're lost in that story. We're not seeing the illusion of it all. We're just so, our whole self-worth is hinged, it's tethered to these mm. things in our life. Yes. And those things are unstable mm. because yep. they come and go. Yep. And, and even in the extreme, you know, we're here to have a human experience and we love people and we're, you know, we're meant to love them, but you know, people go too. Yeah. And we have this fascination that everything should be forever. Yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the relationship that you have, you know, was a beautiful period together and you had lots of growth and expansion and beautiful experience, but maybe you come to a point in your life where, you know, it's just better for both people to move in a different direction, you know? That's not a loss. That's a huge gain. You, 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 you know, you start looking at life in a different way. But, you know, when you're lost in the story, you're lost in the illusion. You're so attached to everything, you know, you're always hurt. Mm. So powerful, man. I would add, the only thing I would add on that, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. On the flip side of that, you can make your whole life about the meditation and about the spiritual practice, yeah. whatever it is that you find yourself in. So it's always about coming back yeah. to the detachment. You know, there isn't a thing that makes you better or there isn't oh, a absolutely. thing that. And, and right? nobody's better anyway, because we're all on right. a journey. We're all here on a journey. And that, right. guy, on, that guy under the bridge that's you know, getting a piss and drunk on his uh, yeah. scotch, you know, he's, he's, he's no worse than you. He's, yeah. he's, he's, his soul is just as valuable. It's just a different journey he chose here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but the, you know, the other thing I would say is that, so I don't, I don't particularly subscribe. Again, I don't judge it because I don't try to judge anything, but I'm not necessarily a big believer of people that go sit in the mountain for six years and I'm right. O and, yeah. um, you know, extract themselves from life. Right. To find spirituality, to find God, whatever. I'm a big believer that we're here to live on this earth, in this yeah. earthly plane, in this dense material world, among people, within people, and make our life here. That's spirituality. Yeah. Spirituality is being in life. Yes. Right? It comes from spiritus. In mm. the Latin sense, it means animated. We have mm. to be animated and participate in life. We're here yes. to create and, you know... Uh, in terms of the, the, the masculine energy, which is the expansive energy, we're here to penetrate life. Mm. We're here to bring our gifts into the world and share our value. And we can be wildly compensated for that when we do that in a beautiful way because it's all energy. The more energy you bring into the world, the more you, you know, if you bring value, you'll get compensated for it. There's nothing wrong with that. And then, you know, have that car and have that beautiful house and, and do yeah. all the beautiful things that you want. It, it's here to be enjoyed. There's nothing wrong with it, but don't, and, and, and don't. there's, there's a moment you can withdraw. Of course you can go withdraw for a month or two months and do some spiritual work, but get back in the life, right? Get back in the arena. Spirituality 
and you sharpen that knife in the arena, not on the sidelines. Absolutely. Oh, I totally agree. I love that. I love that. And I, you know, and going back, you know, we can say, don't do this or don't do that. And it's like, well, whatever way you go, you're going to get there I, I don't at know, some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you of know, course, of course. do all the drugs, man. Drink all the alcohol. You'll find yourself there at some point. Yeah, it doesn't um, doesn't bring happiness. And, you know, when we think about an energetic system and, and, you know, I have no judgment about it, but listen, when we when we want to, this is a vessel, right? And the cleaner we can keep it, the more receptive we will be to tap into that higher intelligence. I can promise you that experience yes. you had where you were on that walk with your girl and you had that kind of input, right? You got the static of the line and your heart was speaking to you. Yeah. If you three sheets to the wind, man, that connection yeah. ain't there. That's right. And and that's the problem when we start numbing ourselves and we lose ourselves in the placement activities because we, we, we disconnect from this universal intelligence that's available yes. to us. We disconnect from the heart because we're, we're, we, we don't want to feel. Yep. You're supposed to feel. Yeah. The feelings are indications. The feelings are messages. Um, the feelings are telling you um, something. They're talking to you. Your wounds are talking to you. Totally. So in that, in that vein, do you feel like, I mean, you, you do coaching and you help people along the path or, you know, you turn the right. lights on for people. So in that way, cause I totally agree. And I've lived that life. I've been the, right. I've, I've been the, I've lived the addict lifestyle, sure. you know, and you're absolutely, I totally agree is that you're, you're disconnected from yourself. You're disconnected from your right. heart when you're under the influence of whatever it is. So in the, it's all a paradox anyway, right? But is there a way to the top of the mountain through the substances, you know? I uh, listen, there's so many examples of people that uh have walked that path. I mean, uh you know, a guy uh -huh. I, I I respect a lot is Rich Roll. He talks a lot about his alcoholism. Uh-huh. Uh he talked about, you know, how that transform his life. You can read his books. I mean, it's an epic story and, and, you know, um, beautiful, beautiful hero's journey in his own right. Yeah. Um, there's so many examples of that. There's so many examples of people that have overcome it. And, and like, you know, we talk about chemical dependencies and things like that. And of course there's an element to that, but I can promise you, um, that your soul is stronger than any of these chemical dependencies, yeah, yeah. but you know, you're, you, you can't solve it at the mental level, right? You got to get right. into your heart and you, you got to open up and you got to be willing to feel some of the pain. And because, you know, I'd say, I, I think everybody that has some chemical dependency is there's some pain somewhere. Yeah. Right? And I even like, I had this discussion, I still live here in Miami and, um, I was at this party with my kids and I was talking to one of the, um, the wives of one of my friends and she said, you know, I'm so glad it's 5.30 so I can have my glass of wine. If I don't have my glass of wine every day at 5.30, I would lose my mind. And I, I asked her, I said, you know, have you ever thought about that? And she said, no, what do you mean? And so I said, well, how many glasses of wine do you have every day? Right? And she says, well, you know, two, you know, sometimes three if it's a bad day. And I said, have you ever wondered why you have to take the edge off of 530. Mm. Yeah. You're a closet alcoholic. She says, I'm not, I'm not. I said, try to go, wow. without, try to go without for a week. Wow. 
and she was so resistant, right? And Brene Brown was another person that I think has done amazing work. And you know, yeah. she she used to be that woman, and she stopped drinking for this reason, right? It's like she asked herself, like, what edge am I taking off? Why is that's this? what? Yeah, yeah. What, what what am I hiding? What am I numbing? Why what am I? You know, what's going on here? I need to make some changes in my life. Why do I feel this way? Why do I? Why do I have this dependency? And, you know, when you start, like, shining a light on this stuff, a lot of times, I'm not saying it's that easy to overcome, but a lot of time, it dissipates. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't want to do this. This, this mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. And you start making changes. And, you know, none of this is easy, but uh, I don't want to downplay it in any way. But it, it's like it starts with awareness and willingness. And um, this is, you know, the, I haven't done the 12-step program. Unfortunately, I don't need to. But... Um, I think the first thing you acknowledge in, in that one of the first things is that you know I'm in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take accountability for your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. It's super powerful, man. I mean, I grew up in a family really affected by the disease of alcoholism, so yeah. I'm very yeah. well versed in twelve it's, steps. It's but it's it's yeah, and it's uh, but I think what you're saying it, you know, the the undercurrent of truth is that you're probably not going to bring the bottle with you to the top of the mountain on yeah. your way up. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, or, or unless it's maybe a molehill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I think along the way you're going to lose interest in it because yeah, you're, you're going to, totally. you're, you're going to find that, you know, and, and this is the, the essence of Zen Mastery Method, and I don't want to, uh, but I, I'm a big believer that, you know, there's a unity, right, between the mind, the heart, the body, and the soul. Mm. And the weakest link is going to be the ceiling, your upper limit, of where you can take things. Because if you have a severely weakened body, you know, the, it can't hold the frequency of where your soul might want to go. Yeah. It might not be able to hold where, where your mindset can go. Um, and so, you know, we have to look at all these things. And in the end, your body is, is, is just, you know, it's your vessel, right? And so if you want to have the energy to do the things that you want to bring into this world, you got to get that vessel in, in, in tip-top condition. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be working out two hours a day or whatever. I mean, right. you know, whatever your version of tip-top condition is, but you know, detoxifying is one of the first things you can do. It's easy, you know. I mean, there's so many dirty products. There's, you know, uh, people complaining about how expensive organic food is. But, you know, GMO, you know, genetically modified food has no energy value. And so, yeah. you know, you're putting garbage in your body. And, like, let alone, you know, all the dry foods and all that stuff, you know. It's like it has no energy content. So that's not going to fuel and power your way. Just like you have to put powerful ideas and concepts into your mind, you need to put nutritious food um, in your body. You need to get rest. You, you know, your body needs sleep. It's one of the most important things. Your body needs breath. You know, it's mm. it's, it's it's free. You can go on WimHof.com and learn how to breathe in, in 10 minutes. It's all there. It's, it. it's free. Right? Uh, epic guy. You know, there's so much free stuff out there. You don't even need to have yeah. money for this stuff. Yeah. It's true, man. I love that. Well, when you think about it on the, if we're, 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 we're living in the physical realm as spiritual beings living in right. the physical realm. So you're detoxing the physical body. That's sort of the fundamental 
or the foundational yeah. point to start the rest of the journey. Yeah. You know, and, and emotional um, trauma is stored in our body, right? So, oh, a thousand percent. Um, so on, on a cellular level, we have an enormous amount of emotional garbage that we carry yeah. with us. And so, you know, you know, and this is what breath work is about. This is about taking cold yeah. showers, cleaning your lymphic system, but you know, the healthier the food, but you know, there's a release process there too. Every seven years, every cell of our body is regenerated. Um, so, you know, we can, we can detoxify ourselves, but also get rid of this emotional garbage that we don't, that no longer serve us, right? Because once we learned our lesson, we don't have to carry it anymore. You know, we can let go of that baggage and, you know, get a couple stones out of that backpack we're locking around. I love that. So true, man. Well, Robert, I, I want to be mindful of your time, brother. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on the other four, but, you know, we kind of tell them the well, first one. The first one is so powerful. I'll read these other uh, mm. four and, you know, we can just, I think people would get a lot of value after, out of just checking out all of your stuff. So truth number two, suffering is not inevitable. I don't know if you want to say a quick thing yeah, on that. Yeah, it's but. this notion, there's so much hopelessness out there. You know, people mm. that are so lost in their story and they see no hope and they see no... Uh, you know, and, and then again, they numb themselves and, you know, they get even further away from shore. And, you know, suffering is, is not your destiny in life. Hmm. It's not the purpose of life. You don't have to. There's, there's tools and medicine out there that can get you to the other side where, you know, and I'm not saying that life is going to have zero suffering in it. We're all humans. We all got shit on our path. We still got stuff that happens that blows our mind and breaks our heart. And, you know, that stuff happens. Yes. But, you know, when you got better tools, now you can manage that a lot more. You're not finding yourself in a constant state of suffering where you're also in the symptomatic nervous system. You're in your fear and flight. It's incredibly unhealthy for your body. I mean, all your major organ functions shut down. Your digestional tract shut cool. down. So, you know, there's other reasons for this, but, uh, yeah, suffering is, is, is not inevitable. It's just, uh, you know, I always want to tell people, man, there's, there's another side to this. Yes, absolutely, man. Is it the old, it's an old Zen precept, isn't it? Pain is inevitable. Suffering is not. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I, I love that. Uh, truth number three, discomfort is beautiful. Fucking A, man. We hit it on the head. Yeah, the we beginning. talked about that. And, and because we have, we have such a, a, a strange relationship, we always think that we're in discomfort. It's wrong. Yeah. And I, what, I tell, tell, what I try to tell people is switch that mindset. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. Because in that discomfort is your growth, your expansion. And this can even be learning how to play an instrument, learning a new sport, uh, starting a new job that maybe just, a, you know, it's yeah. all new and, you know, you're uncomfortable. No, that's where your growth is. When you started to learn to drive, you know, you were like paralyzed. You're like, I don't know what all these buttons are. And, you know, you're like, you know, you know, holding the steering wheel. <laughs> and like a year later, you know, you're probably cruising around, hopefully not texting, but probably, you know, and like, you know, you, you're doing a hundred million things and you're driving automatically, right? Yeah. yeah. It's through discomfort. That we grow and expand and that's our that's that's our job here man yeah man i love what you said earlier man you don't learn anything when shit's going good you know Nothing. yeah when you're super comfortable and cozy you don't learn a whole lot right uh amazing truth number four knowing the source of all your power i yeah. think that's what this whole pod was about but yeah it's your heart I th the heart man uh, and truth number five, we talked about this too, the ripple effect. 
Right. Yeah. And I, and I think especially today, because, you know, we're so fixated on social media and everybody's putting their best picture up there and everybody looks like they're yeah. miles ahead of us. And, and, you know, we all want these quick fixes, you know, I see a hundred million coaching offerings and, you know, this is how you can, you know, manifest your dream life overnight and all this shit. And I can tell you, you know, this from professional sports, um, it's the small little shit that nobody's watching consistently yeah. is what makes the difference. It's not the big stuff and the, it's like, it's going to the gym 365 days, right? Yeah. And every day chipping at it instead of going to the gym for six hours one day and not going the next month. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. You know, it, it, it it's just small steps and, and don't get fooled by these messages that people are putting out there. It's all show. It's, it's mostly bullshit. It's yeah. also marketing. <laughs> and it's like, it's not real life. And, and like anything meaningful, anything worthwhile in your life, you know, it takes time to build. Rome wasn't fucking built in one day. And, you know, I yeah. also, and I especially want to say this in the area of relationship because I, and I, I don't have the best history in this, but I, I feel like there's this general disposable approach to relationships right we get into relationships and you know we hit a little rocky patch and we just like oh, you know screw you i'll just get in someone else and that's not how you go deep yeah i'm not saying it's wrong you know when things just you know there's no future and you know, sometimes it's the best decision to part ways sure. but you know i think you should always take stock and say like you know maybe maybe a ripple effect right maybe a little Little steps. How do we go deeper? How do we go through this? Because you know that's where usually the most beautiful things are. Absolutely, man. I could say from experience, my my wife is our relationship is one of my greatest teachers, and it's been so beautiful to experience the mountainous highs that we have and these hellfire lows. We've been through a lot of shit together, man, and it's like we we somehow find a way to keep coming back to each other with love and it's just beautiful. And it deepens, you know? right? Absolutely. And, and, and it's oh, like, it just, and that's so, those are some of the most profound things we can experience in our life. And it, Yes. It know? opens in the depth of the love. It just yeah. expands. And I'm like, you know, I, this was so fascinating to me. This was even like at the end of the last year, like four or five months ago, I was looking at my wife and you know, my meditation practice, I, I'm super disciplined in my spiritual practice. And that's really begun, begun to transcend into my everyday active life. And I'm looking at my wife this one night and I go, my God, it's so easy to just take for granted that this is this incredibly beautiful being. And I have no clue what's about to come out of her mouth. You know, I have no clue what she's about to express to me and to just be completely in the moment and able to receive that and all its majesty and mysticism and beauty. It's like, whoa, dude, it's incredible, you know, and to be this reflection for each other. Yeah. You know, I, I love hearing that, man. I think it's so powerful. And I'm also a big believer, right, that, um, you know, it, it's not that the, that the woman makes the man, but, you know. Uh, having a powerful relationship, a deep relationship like that, right? It inspires and fuels a man in this world, right? I mean, we draw inspiration from having that feminine energy around us. And, yeah. um, you know, that's so undervalued in so many, you know, I, 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 you know, 
hearing you speak as appreciative as you do about your wife is, is just one of the things I think we as men need to bring into this world. And, um, you know, it's, it's, we have to yeah. have some admiration for that. Uh, Absolutely. And I'll, and I want to, and I want to qualify that man. We've had times. I mean, there's been gosh. over the last year, fucking we have had some times where it's like i don't know if this is gonna work out yeah. you know where That's people if life. someone even said to me there's been times recently where if someone said to me eb you're gonna have to do a lot of work to make this relationship work i would have been like fuck you man it's all on her and then all of a sudden the spotlight gets turned back on me and i go whoa look at all my shit that i'm bringing in here yeah. Yeah. and then i find this whole new a landscape of compassion for her and it's beautiful and uh, it's it's you know man it's an, it's incredible and yeah. and just to say it's not all oh no, you know no, and it, nothing in nothing it, in life it, is it's, it's is not all roses and sunshine and right and, and exactly. that's part of the journey you know and and uh, yes again i'm not i'm not a relationship coach and um but i i think that we uh it's a lot of times people underappreciate uh, that so i i, I love yeah. hearing you talk about it that way and yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to call it work, but it's, um, you know, we have to commit, right? Absolutely. Commit. And intimacy is, is one of the most difficult things. I mean, that's something really for me. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. I get really uncomfortable when I'm challenged to be more intimate. You know, that's a big, sure. and I think that's a man thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's well, definitely we, we, we're not the best at expressing our feelings. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes but it's, it's so beautiful when we do, right, Robert? Yeah. I mean, it's well, like and, and 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 you know, like listen, women are love machines. Mm. They have to feel safe and protected, yeah. and they yeah. have to feel connected. Yes, yeah. because they're insatiable. When a woman in love is insatiable, right? Uh -huh. They're love machines. That's all they want to do. They're built for that. <laughs> No, and totally. I, mean it in, I mean it in the most beautiful way. Absolutely. Oh, I know it's exactly what create, you mean. But we have to create that safety and protection and access to us. We have to, she has to feel us. Yeah. When she feels us, now she can open up, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times when we feel like she's being a bitch, <sighs> it's really, we're not, we're close. Right, exactly. We're, yeah. we're, we're not, she's not feeling us. Yeah, she can't open up. She can't open up emotionally because it's not safe. Yeah, right. And so yeah. you know we have to be aware as men, like, hey man, we we carry some frequency here that we need to we we need to bring that consciousness in there. Mm -hmm. And I always say like, you got to open your heart even when you know it might fucking hurt, mm -hmm. because the hurt will be temporary. Because as soon as you can get her to feel you, the hurt will go away. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. The hurt is permanent when you close off. Yeah. So powerful, brother. Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much. No, um, it's been fantastic. I enjoyed it, man. This is a great conversation. I love the work you're doing. So um, kudos to too. you. Kudos to bringing it into the world. It's needed. Likewise, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll have all this in the show notes, but if you want to just tell everybody where they can check you out, find your book, all that good stuff. Yeah, so the book is neverenoughfighters.com. Uh, it's on neverenoughfighters.com. It's on Amazon as well. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Zen Whisper. You can find me there. And uh, for now, you can um, sign up on this website, neverenoughfighters.com. You get my newsletter, and then you get notified when my uh, my Whisper website goes live. That's uh, being finished. 
and that will be out shortly. And in a few months, we uh, we're going to bring out this um, this digital course, and um, you know that that'll be the best place for everybody to find me. Love it, man. Thank you so much, dude. Your work is is profound, and I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast. I hope you got as much out of that as I did. To support me in this show, you can subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast platform. You could also check me out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. You'll get an exclusive version of this podcast, bonus episode each week. Lots of love to you guys. Until next time, I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.